Hey, what's going on? It's Sybil from The Possibility of Today. Thanks so much for dropping by and tuning in. This show's all about the events that are happening all around us, whether it's the events in the news or even the events in our own life. We get into all of it because we are trying to make certain we are living today better than yesterday. So I hope you will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility Today on webtalkradio.net. All right, so let's get into this. On today's show, we are going to have the hot questions like we always do. And thank you guys all so much for sending in such great questions. We have one that we're going to focus on today that I think is really good. It came in from Anne, and it has several parts. But Anne is 54 years old and is asking, you know, is it too late for her to find her purpose And she's also asked some other questions just about things she's working through in her own life in terms of feeling that she's being taken for granted by her family. And also, you know, she asked the question about being able to relax and find her center at certain times. But then, as I'm sure we're all familiar with, as you kind of move through the course of the day and something happens, you have interactions with folks, you kind of lose your center. (laughs) So... She asked about that, and we are going to answer all of those questions and really take a closer look at all of them. But first, I actually wanted to ask you a question. And that question is about whether or not you have an approach for how you should be living. And do you have kind of like a philosophy or a system on how you are going to approach your day prior to approaching your day. Like, do you think through this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do it as I move through this next 12 hours? I mean, take a couple of moments and just think about it. Do you have a consistent way that you use the day? You know, just to make sure that you're living in a way that's consistent with what you want out of life, that's going to guarantee that you're going to get exactly where you want to be. And I'm not really talking about anything like general, you know, like, cause a lot of times people say, Oh yeah, my philosophy is I want to be a good person or I want to just stay focused and disciplined and stay positive. I think those things are great, but what I'm actually talking about is a little more specific than that. And it's about having a system that you're continually using and you know it, it's very top of mind, but the point of the system is you want to make sure you're always moving in the right direction. And this is something that you would have spent a lot of time thinking out. You may have even tweaked it because you noticed certain things were working and other things weren't. And the idea is that it's so clear in your mind about this is kind of my philosophy on living that you can actually have like a little statement that summarizes it or a mantra and it becomes, you know, the mantra that you live by. So back to the question, do you have one? Do you have one of these, let's call it a 
how I aim to live my life statement. Uh, do you have something like that that you're continually using every day? Now, if you do, that's good, right? Because I believe it's something that we all need to have. And, of course, that's also assuming that if you have one, <laughs> it's a good one because you don't want to be living your life according to a philosophy that's not sound. But if you do have one, that's good. But the reality is most people don't. The reason being, and understandably so, is because we've got a lot of things going on, right? And most people don't necessarily sit around thinking about, okay, this is going to be my approach to life. Because honestly, we're just trying to keep all the balls in the air, right? I mean, there's always so much going on. I call it the stuff of life that's kind of just coming at you all the time, whether it's your job, your family, the responsibilities, of course, and you want to take care of them or anything else that you have going on. There's just a lot going on. And I know looking back on my life, it was easy for me to go through the day on autopilot. You know, I would just jump from one thing to the next. And no matter it looked like which way I turned, there was always something coming at me, trying to take my attention, trying to make me handle, you know, whatever that it was. But the point was it would monopolize the vast majority of my attention. I mean, so much so that I wouldn't at the end of the day think about, okay, how did I do? Did I execute an approach to life? You know, did I really think about how I moved through the day? <laughs> no, I was like, did I, did I survive? <laughs> did I handle everything that came my way? And I think it's easy to fall into that trap when you don't have a philosophy that you have spent time thinking through in terms of how you're going to live and move through the day. And so if you don't have one, as I'm sure you can guess, I've got one for you. <laughs> and lucky for you, I've already tested it out on myself. And that means that I have fallen into all the holes. I've tweaked it. I literally have been your guinea pig. And now, because I've actually been doing this for about at least six to seven years now, and because I've been doing it for that length of time, it's a proven system in the fact that I've tested it out, I've applied it to my life, I've applied it to my career, I've applied it to my goals. And the number one objective when I was really trying to come up with this philosophy and this approach that I was going to use every single day was that I wanted it to put me on a positive growth path. I'm sure you've heard people talking about life changing and life is about growth and change and nothing is static. And clearly that's true. And so I knew I'm like, look, if life is about change and growth, I want to make certain I'm on a positive growth path. And that's, that's the purpose of my statement and my mantra and what I'm always continually keeping top of mind. So if you read Possibility of Today, you're probably already clued in 
to what I'm talking about because I, I say it a lot. I end every article with it. And it has definitely become one of my most favorite statements because it literally summarizes my approach to how I move through the day. And the statement is, live today better than yesterday. I mean, it really is that easy. And what it means is, as I am moving through today and every today, (laughs) I just focus on living it better, doing something. And it doesn't even have to be anything big, but just something where I can honestly say, you know what? I learned and I'm doing that a little bit better than than I've been doing it in the past. So the thinking behind the philosophy, you know, when I created it and was really trying to come up with this approach that was going to allow me to guarantee I was living better going up this positive growth path in all areas of my life, you know, not just necessarily my career, but just like even with my relationships or anything that I touched, I wanted to make certain I was on this positive growth path. And one of the main objectives of live today better than yesterday is to make sure you're using your days. The 24 hours that you have every day, of course, your sleep for some of them, but for the ones that you're awake, you want to make sure that you are using them in the absolute best way that's possible. And what I have figured out is in order for me to truly do that, I have to keep it very top of mind what my goal is for the day. And always remind myself, you know, every day that I have is filled with possibility. The possibility of today, right? Sound familiar? And, you know, I created the website and the branding and the name and all of that so I could keep it very top of mind and decide at the outset, at the beginning of every day that I was going to choose to use this day in an improved way and in the best way possible. And this approach is based on the idea that if you take specific small actions consistently and you genuinely do this every single day, eventually it's going to add up to significant long-term improvements. I mean, that's just the way it works. That's the math behind anything is if you continually take step by step in the right direction, you're going to eventually have really positive results. And that is what live today better than yesterday and really staying focused on that allows me to do because I've made the statement very broad and I hold myself to it so that it's not just about what I'm accomplishing and it's not about, oh, staying disciplined or learning more and more. It is about all of that, but I apply it to my entire life. So it's anything that I think I say and I do. I want to make certain 
when I'm looking back on my life that I can say, you know what, I am growing positively in all of those areas, in, in how I'm living. <laughs> I'm living better as time goes on. And again, it's broader than just accomplishing things. It can mean improving my relationships. Like, do I have better relationships now that I've learned how to really communicate and to connect with people? Am I doing that better now than I was 10 years ago? <laughs> Absolutely. But it's everything, right? It's, you know, am I becoming a better parent? Am I learning those lessons? Am I becoming a better wife? Am I accomplishing more? Am I improving how I just interact with regular people that I come in into contact with every single day? You know, am I learning and getting better at not letting people push my buttons? Am I improving my mindset? I mean, essentially, it's about rounding out any of your rough edges, understanding, you know, hey, it's okay, I'm not perfect right now, but I'm committed to working on these things and getting better and better. And interestingly enough, as I'm sure you can imagine, a lot of successful people have adopted an approach that is similar in their own way to living today better than they did yesterday, to continually going up this positive growth path and getting better and better at living. Actually, a great example of someone who we all know, um, and he says he is continually focusing on learning and getting better and better at living, is Will Smith. We all know Will Smith as the you know, award-winning actor and rapper and just about everything else. He's gotten accolades across the board and so many things. But the interesting thing that Will Smith shared was that he says he puts a lot of effort and a lot of energy toward really learning about life and getting better and better at living. And Will Smith said that he knows there's areas that he needs to work on in terms of his personality. But he said he's committed to learning how to improve and grow in those areas, like becoming a better dad or a husband, for example. He says he's continually searching out and trying to absorb whatever information he can get his hands on, whether it's on the internet or in books or anything, he just is focused on becoming a better human being. Listen to an interview that he had with Ellen when he was on her show. She asks him if he has always been on this quest to be better, to be a better human being, to live better. And Will Smith confirms that that's exactly what he's always done and what he's going to continually do because he knows that this is going to allow him to be the person that he wants to be, to improve 
and continually grow. I think that you are so incredible in all areas, and you are so talented in, in so many ways, obviously. But, and you seem to have always been this. I mean, obviously, we grow and we get better yeah, and better. Yeah, yeah. But what, what was the driving force? Have you always been on some kind of quest to be better? Everything you need to know, someone has written it down. And, the, and the, the beauty of the Internet now is you can get through information so much more quickly. And, and for me, I'm always looking for the things that I struggle with in my life, and I prioritize the things that are most important to me. You know, I'm a husband and, and father first, so the, the first books that I read are how you better be a better husband, how do you be a better father. You know, I believe in a higher power, so I'm, I'm always studying. Isn't that just so interesting? Because, I mean, I know it's easy to believe that the people that we see and that we admire and really kind of hold out as success cases, it's easy to, to assume that, oh, you know, of course their life is just falling together perfectly because they have this or they have that. But the reality is, that they have a specific approach. There are things that they are doing and applying to their life, and that's what's making things come together. It's just always been so interesting to me. And that's why I'm a huge advocate of adopting an approach. Because the benefits are enormous. I mean literally life-changing. I think if I were to look back on my life and compare and contrast the times that I was just running through my day on autopilot and just reacting versus the times now where it's very thought out and, you know, at the beginning of every day, I'm like, okay, you know, how am I going to set myself up today to improve, to really use these, these hours in the best way? If I were to compare and contrast the results that I was getting back then to the results that I'm getting now, there honestly would, would be no comparison because I am just so much better off and feeling so much better as I move through the day now that I, that I have this approach. And that's why I'm just a huge advocate of it because I promise you, Life opens up in so many ways once you have a system and approach for making certain you're on this positive growth path. And, you know, it allowed me to find my way to the career I wanted. It allowed all of my relationships to just get better. I mean, I mean, in just relationships that I didn't necessarily have issues with, but I just got to make certain that they were on a positive growth path. Like my relationships with my mother, my sister, my husband, my friends. I mean, they all just continually seem to be getting better and better. And it's because obviously we're both focusing on investing in them. But I feel that I am just a lot more thoughtful <laughs> about all of the things in my life because it's easy to know and hold myself accountable. Am I living today better than yesterday? And one of the major things that 
I feel like I'd always been searching for my entire life was a certain feeling. And it was hard, right? It, because it's, it was nebulous. It was vague. I didn't really know what I was looking for. <laughs> I just knew that I didn't necessarily have it. But I was looking for contentment, fulfillment. And honestly, knowing with certainty that I was just living the way that life was meant to be lived. And I wanted to feel great. As I moved through the day, I didn't want to feel overwhelmed and stressed and, you know, just like I was sucked up in the hamster wheel of life. And when I adopted this approach, that's when everything really just started changing and kind of falling into place. And the next logical question is... You know, now that I've convinced you, of course, <laughs> to adopt live today better than yesterday, the question is, how do you start actually doing it, right? How do you integrate this into your life? I mean, say you want to start today, which I, of course, recommend you do because it's all about speed of implementation. Have you heard of that theory? It's this study that was done of all these successful salespeople and they were trying to differentiate the people who were like really, really crazy successful versus the ones that were kind of just moderately successful or not successful at all. And it turned out that all of the people that were consistently and amazingly successful had this approach of speed of implementation. And what that means is once they found a solution or they came across a good idea or a new sales approach, for example, they would literally the next day integrate it into what they were doing. You know, they wouldn't go and say, okay, maybe I should try it in a week or maybe I should go do some more research. No, they would go immediately as soon as they heard about it and the next day start putting in the new routine into what they were doing. And I'm an advocate now also of speed of implementation. And it's something that I do because when I come across something good, I know the object of the game is to just do it, right? To not say, okay, just wait till tomorrow. Start today, the possibility of today. Anyway, what you're going to want to start doing with yourself in order to really integrate this live today better than yesterday philosophy into your life is be honest with yourself. And this is what I did and it worked. I I did a self audit in a way and I thought about, okay, what am I doing that's actually working and <laughs> what's not really working you know, what are things that I know I can probably improve on when it comes to my personality? Are there certain aspects that seem to continually come up, you know, depending on the situation or the person that I'm interacting with? How good are you at working with difficult people or people who push your buttons because those people aren't going to go anywhere? So 
it's best to have a nice, strong skill set for dealing with them. And we often may not think, right, about the fact that there, there's an answer. <laughs> there's somewhere we can go to, and there are things that we can read and information that we can absorb and apply to just about anything in our life, and we can figure it out. Like I always say, I don't care what the problem is, and it may take me some time, but I can figure out the answer. I can go and get this book. I can go and read this information. I can find my way to figuring out how I can get from point A to point B. And it really is true. You know, no matter what the situation is, is there's an answer. Someone either has good tips or information or they've been through it or they've fallen in the pothole and they're going to tell you how to not fall into it. But there are always resources that we can go to to get these answers to so many things around us. And so it's just a matter, right, of realizing, hey, there's, there's something here I want to change <laughs> about myself. And then choosing to inform yourself, okay, this is how I can best figure this problem out or change this part of my personality or maybe I should read this book or maybe I should get advice from someone that looks to be doing it well, that's mastered how to deal with difficult people. And it actually brings up another funny clip from Will Smith's interview with Ellen because he's telling the story, right, about giving advice to his kids and he explains the same thing, that there really is this solution to every problem or at least to anything that you're working through. And you just have to find the answer, right? You have to be willing to go and search it out and learn it and apply it. And so he shares with Ellen the advice he gave to his children. I tell my kids all the time, I say, listen, there, there are so many people who have lived and died before you. You will never have a new problem. You're not going to ever have a new problem. Somebody wrote the answer down in a book somewhere. I said, I said, right now, I'm getting on your nerves really bad. There's a book somewhere that tells you how to deal with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Isn't that just so funny? And also just so true, right? Because... There really is always a book or a resource or just something on so many topics. And when it comes to living better, all that means is that we've just got to be open to living and learning and absorbing this information. And that's, that's the whole basis for the philosophy of living today better than yesterday. You know, be, because you just have to be honest with yourself. You know, for example, if there are continual issues that come up and different people are pointing out the same thing about you, then there may be something you want to pay attention to. I actually, I have a rule of thumb here. If one person says something about you, for example, say one person, you know, you get in a fight with them and they're like, you know what, you're a jerk. Okay, guess what? It, it may not be true. It could have been the heat of the argument. 
you said stuff that he didn't want to say. You said stuff that you didn't want to say. And you're not really a jerk. Okay. But <laughs> if another person then says the same thing to you, so you go and then you have another interaction with somebody else, and now you have two people calling you a jerk, then that may be something that you want to start listening to. And if you get three greater than or equal to three, I say, that's something you definitely want to, to pay attention to. Because maybe with one person, yeah, it was just a, you know, a fluke. <laughs> but anytime you get up to three different people telling you the same issue, then I think it's fair game to really try to turn a microscope on yourself and say, you know what, is this something that I, that I probably want to pay a little attention to? And no worries if it is, right? Because it's all fixable. It's not a big deal as long as you fix it. I mean, trust me, I used to have an edge myself, <laughs> but I worked on smoothing it out. And I have to say, I really, I don't think I have it anymore. I mean, probably is a question that we would have to ask people who spend a lot of time with me, like my family and my friends. But from my perspective, I say that I, I rounded out the rough edges. And when it came to me actually doing this, I knew it was something I was going to have to do because in addition to having, you know, what I call an edge, I also had this crazy, out of control, type A personality. Let's just call it a, a very strong personality that I, that I was uh, managing through. So you take the personality trait of an edge and you combine it with the personality trait of someone who was extremely type A. And let's just say that that makes for a very interesting person. And needless to say, I knew, I knew I had some work to do. And I used to kind of explain away my, my quirks, my idiosyncrasies, because I was, you know, I'd say, you know what, I'm an attorney and I'm only 5'2", and I can't let people think that they're going to walk all over me. You know, I have to at least show them and, you know, that I can command the situation and that even though I'm small, <laughs> that I'm going to come prepared and this isn't going to be a situation where they're just going to always get their way. And so I kind of used that as justification for probably a little too long. But you live and you learn. And I knew that I had probably overcorrected a little bit for my size and it was just something that I, I had to come to terms with and then get really serious about working through it because I was consistently getting into debates with people. I mean, and even like full out arguments, right? <laughs> just going back and forth. And I was totally guilty of contributing to the drama and the negative energy exchange and all that stuff that people tell you you should really, <laughs> that I always am saying even now, to not get involved in. 
and I totally overlooked the rule that I shared with you earlier about, you know, one person saying something about you, hey, it may not be true. Two, you may want to listen. Three, you should definitely probably listen because I knew that there were well more than three people that I was experiencing the same issue with. And it kind of took me a while to start working on fixing my edge and smoothing out my personality. But once I decided to do it, you know, I knew I needed to take it on. And the approach was, obviously, I'm going to try to live today better than yesterday. And I really just tried to be more thoughtful of the energy and the attitude that I was bringing to these discussions and really trying to make sure I wasn't too combative. Now, I still would present my perspective, but I just tried to be a little more gentle about it. And in the past, after every confrontation I would have, you know, even the ones that I quote unquote won, (laughs) I would just feel tired and worn down. I mean, you know how it is, right? Like you put so much of your energy and effort and attention into showing someone why you're right. And then Either they don't get it or they do get it, but at the end, you just feel worn down. And I just knew, I'm like, this cannot be the way that this is supposed to feel. Like, I cannot be in a profession where I'm continually feeling worn down at the end of every exchange I have with anyone. And there's actually this woman that I used to work with at my last company, And she had just as strong of a personality as I did. Um, And so, of course, we used to continually have these clashes, right? And, of course, she also happened to be one of my best teachers because if I was really going to be living today better than yesterday, when it came to my, let's say, let's say not so gentle personality, what better way to really test out if I was improving and getting better than to test it out with someone that I had historically never been able to really easily get get along with. And so that's what I did. I mean, it's like that metaphor, which I'm sure you probably heard about which tree is the strongest? Is it the one that is in the middle of the forest just chilling because it's got all the other trees protecting it? So the storms and all the things that the elements that are impacting the other trees around it don't ever touch or impact this tree? Or is the strongest tree the one that's on the outside that is literally subjected to all of the elements and the weather and the storms. And obviously, the answer is always that it's the the strongest one is the one that's on the outside, the one that's been tested. So I'm like, ah, oh, this is perfect. I have somebody who can test my living today better than yesterday. I can literally be the tree on the outside. And so when it came to this challenging relationship that I had at work, I knew that I was going 
to have to prepare for every exchange I had with her differently than I had been. And so I focused on it. I mean, when I say prepare, I literally like studying for a test, prepare. So I mean, imagine this scene, right? (laughs) I'm sitting in my office behind this huge desk and I'm, you know, glance up, I look at the clock on my computer and the screen says, you know, 1225. I'm like, okay, my meeting's at 1230. I've got five minutes. Let me prepare to see her. You know, I, it, it almost didn't even matter what the topic was. Inevitably, we would find a way to be on the opposite side of, of the debate. So I said, okay, I'm going to literally calm my mind and take these five minutes before I see her to just take some deep breaths and to remind myself, you know, it's going to be different this time when I go into this meeting with her and this discussion, like I'm not gonna get into it. You know, no matter what happens, I'm going to bring what I call my extraordinary side, my highest self to the discussion. If she says something crazy, even if it's asinine, I'm just gonna stay calm and I'm not gonna react. And honestly, in the beginning, it wasn't easy. There were literally conversations that I would have with her and she would say something that I thought was totally crazy and it would take every ounce of restraint in my body (laughs) to not revert back to my old ways and to debate her. But because I had prepared, right? I mean, I would walk down the hall on the way to the meeting after I prepared my office for five minutes, I would then walk down the hall saying, okay, I'm not going to get into it with her. I'm not going to get into it with her. So by the time I would see her, it was just so top of mind, you know, hey, I am doing this thing. I am living today better than yesterday in all aspects of my life. And this woman is going to allow me to practice that here today at work. And if I can keep my peace of mind in this situation, it's only going to help me in so many others And I'm going to really be able to strengthen my ability to focus my energy and my intention on creating the things that I want for my life instead of allowing them to be sucked up by, you know, needless fights and drama and going back and forth. I just knew the payoff was too big and I wanted this this experience of living today better than yesterday. So I had a lot of incentive to practice. And eventually I got better at it. I mean, really, really good. I mean, and, you know, I ended up, of course, as you know, I left my company to create Possibility of Today, the company I worked at. But when we left, like, I was on great terms with her because I I had mastered it. I had studied it. I had read a lot of stuff <laughs> on how to manage, you know, challenging situations. And every day... Every opportunity I had to go into a meeting with her, I tried to improve and do something a little bit better when it came to smoothing out my own personality, whether that meant being more gentle or just, you know, really breathing and not reacting. I focused on, okay, how can I 
take control of this situation so I can bring my best self to all of these discussions and this situation doesn't have to escalate. And, you know, the reality was is even though I wanted to blame her and what she was doing and her contribution to the situation, it wasn't about her. It was about me. You know, I was the one that knew that I wanted these things for my life, that I wanted to focus my attention and my energy on accomplishing the things I wanted and finding the sense of contentment and keeping my, my inner peace. So what she did was almost irrelevant to how I reacted. And when I started holding myself accountable for that, it just changed everything. It changed the dynamics of our relationship. And I just came into every interaction and every conversation with her differently. And they, day by day, started getting better and better and better. And I I worked on it and I just kept living today better than yesterday as my North Star. And, you know, my goal, and it made me realize I need to use these days differently than I have been. Like I cannot fall in to the same trap. And so I took that principle, of course, of living today better than yesterday and applied it to my entire life. And it's now been well over six years since I started working on smoothing out my personality, which like I was saying earlier, I really feel is a lot smoother I mean, it's funny because there's people who meet me today that have no idea how type A, well, they may see kind of a little bit of my um, type A personality, but it's all smoothed out. I promise. I promise. But there would be people who would have no clue how far I've come because they see me now and there's just a lot less and I would say, again, not much of any of that, that edge left. You know, I can honestly say I feel that I'm conflict-free. And it just feels great. And it's had so, so many positive effects on my life. I mean, look at what I'm doing right now, right? I, I write a magazine about living today better than yesterday. I get to talk to you guys and so many other great people who are just kind and sincere and really interested in growing and living better. And one of the most amazing things about this philosophy and this new approach and the different way that I'm committed to living is the shift in my mindset, honestly, because I feel a zillion times better than I used to when I was always getting worked up. And I know my mind isn't clogged with drama and negativity and nonsense. And it's not that people don't continue to do things that would have in the past gotten me all worked up. It's just that I've smoothed out my own rough edges and I hold myself accountable now for every exchange. And because of that, I don't let anything get to me and I definitely don't let anything or anyone take me out of my own peace of mind. 
And the way I did this, right, was just by being really honest with myself that I needed to smooth out this part of my personality. And then I used my interactions and my experiences and everyday life to just get better and better at doing that day by day. And I just don't think I'm the only one. I mean, do you have any rough edges that you would admit, hey, you know what, I may need to smooth those out? I mean, come on, be honest. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means there are things that you need to work on when it comes to your personality. And honestly, I think it takes a big person to admit it. Or at least that's what I, uh, I told myself so I'd feel better and encouraged to admit it myself. But looking back now, I mean, it seems crazy to me how long it took for me to realize that I really needed to focus on living better. And I think the reality is, is, you know, as you go through life and, you know, you finish and you complete your education and you have all these experiences, the assumption, right, is that you get smarter and grow as you get older. I mean, everyone's heard, you know, the good old saying, older and wiser and, you know, oh, I'm seasoned because I have so much experience. But you know what? If you're not focused on growing and getting older and wiser, the reality is you're not going to do it. Just like so many people, myself included, will go through life repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again and overlooking the things that they're supposed to be learning, the, the lessons that are coming from the experiences, the, hey, it's three people, maybe you want to change and work on that part of your personality. Maybe that's something you want to smooth out a little. And that's why I just love this idea of having an approach to life that you can easily keep top of mind, like live today better than yesterday. Because guess what? It stops you. It prevents you from overlooking how you're living. I mean, you just can't overlook it because you now know that you're holding yourself accountable and you have every incentive to do it because it's setting you up for the life that you want and the ways that you want life to unfold for you. And you want all these things continually flowing into your life. So you're like, I'm not going to get caught up in the drama so that that can be a distraction from all the other good things that I want in my life. And that's what living today better than yesterday does for you. There's actually this um, author, Jeffrey Ginnemore. Have you heard of him? Jeffrey Ginnemore is obviously a famous author. He's written, I think, like nine books and the majority of them are bestsellers. And they all focus on excelling in life. You know how I said you can always figure out a problem because everything's been written down and you can just go and find the book. Well, Jeffrey Gittimer is a good resource to go to uh, to read some of his books. And 
what I want you to listen to is how he describes his philosophy and how he explains he is a lifelong student. And he signed up to be a lifelong student in all areas of his life, right? Because he wants to make sure he's continually learning and growing, living today better than yesterday and, you know, moving up his own positive growth path. Listen to what he says about his philosophy. Over the course of my life, I've become master at many things. I'm a master dad. I'm a master salesperson. I'm a master writer. I'm a master speaker. But I have one word that is in front of the word master, and the word is student. In order for me to have gained the mastery that I have, I could only have done it by remaining a student. And not just a student for a little while or for college or any of that stuff. I'm talking about a lifelong student. If you're not willing to dedicate yourself to learning something new every day, then you're not willing to do what it takes to succeed. I mean, really succeed, not for them, for yourself. And not just success in the terms of measuring money. I'm talking about fulfillment. Way after success is fulfillment. I mean, and it really is so true, right? Because when you commit to living today better than yesterday, to getting on this positive growth path, the place you end up is the fulfillment, the contentment, the success. It's all those benefits. And I just loved what Jeffrey Ginnimer shared there. And now that you've also hopefully decided to adopt this approach and live today better than yesterday, the next thing you're going to want to do is think about, okay, how can I really integrate this into my day? Because like any other improvement you make, you've got to decide, you know, I'm going to do this. But the second thing you've got to decide is, okay, how am I going to actually use the day to do that? So as it relates to living today better than yesterday, this is what I'm recommending you do. As you move through the day, just like I was talking about with the lady at work, you really keep it top of mind that you are aiming to live today better than yesterday. That You want to do things that are helpful to you actually being able to do that, to taking a step forward when it comes to getting better and better at living. Like Will Smith and Jeffrey Ginnemore explained, you figure out what your priorities in life are, you know, whether that's being a good parent, a wife, a husband, having better relationships, getting along with people at work. I mean, you name it. You get to decide what you're going to focus on and what you're going to improve. And don't worry, because if you have a list of things, this is a lifelong commitment, so you've got a lot of time to get to them. But you are now a life student, and that means you're dedicated to learning and improving and using your day and strengthening the areas that you know you need to strengthen and then moving on to the next one and continually getting better at better at living. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing that you're going to want to do is hold yourself accountable. And so in order to do that, what I did was at the end of the day, I would go through and think about, okay, what did I do well. You know, what could I have done better? What 
what started off as a good meeting that then turned into a bad meeting. What did I say? I mean, I would specifically think about the day and, you know, did I get an A or did I get a B? Did I get a B minus? And when I first started working on living today better than yesterday, I actually had the scorecard and I broke out the things that I wanted to work on in my personality, and they're all listed out on the scorecard. You can actually go by uh, possibilityoftoday.com, and if you look in the product section, it's a free download if you really want to take a look at the scorecard I used. There's also instructions there and a scorecard that you can customize for yourself. But the point is, is that at the end of the day, you want to hold yourself accountable and really think through what you did well, what was working, And what wasn't. And if you have this routine of really reflecting on how the day went and really thinking about, okay, did I actually live today better than yesterday? And then you honestly, you know, go about changing things that need to be changed and integrating tweaks. And there's no way that you're not going to go up this positive growth path. And once you start this, it almost becomes addictive because you start feeling so much better and you're like, oh my gosh, this is working. And you start seeing all of these great things just start unfolding. Maybe stuff that you didn't even think about because your mind was just in the wrong place or focused on so many other things. And so I really want you to try this out today. You know, Go and use today to really focus on, okay, what am I going to do a little better today than I've done in the past? And I'd love to hear how it's working for you and, you know, send any questions, go on the iTunes page, look for possibility of today. You can write your questions in the ratings and review sections there. You can also obviously drop by the possibility of today Facebook page or the magazine and leave a comment because I really want to hear you know, what you did and how it's working in terms of living today better than yesterday. So that's my recommendation. And now we are going to go into a really good hot question about life and purpose and people taking you for granted. So I hope you will stick around. You are listening to The Possibility of Today on webtalkradio.net. All right, so let's get into the hot questions for the day. This one is actually one big question with, let's call it, subcomponents. And it's from Anne. Thank you so much, Anne, for submitting it. I'm going to break it down into its pieces. The first part Anne asks about is that she's been told she's spiritually advanced, but she doesn't really feel like it because she's 54 And she's still trying to figure out what her purpose is. And so her question is, you know, at 54, am I going to ever find my purpose? And, And what I would tell you is, honestly, of course, yeah. If you're looking for it, I believe from the bottom of my heart that you can always find your purpose. And I know that there's a lot of focus 
you know, that everybody has and you're always getting advice from people about, okay, you need to go find your purpose. And I definitely remember feeling the same way because it seems like something we should just know, uh, especially because so many people are telling us, oh yeah, once you live life on purpose and you feel better and you know, all of the great benefits that they share, but then you're like, okay, <laughs> I don't really know what my purpose is. So does that mean I'm going to be missing all of these benefits for my life? And it can get frustrating. And I can also remember looking around at other people and I would be like, man, they are so on purpose. Like they have it all together and they're totally living this life and everything looks just amazing. And what I can tell you is at least for me, my purpose has evolved over the course of my life. So even if you see other people and you're like, okay, they're completely on purpose and they know exactly what they're meant to do, chances are that that's something that's going to continue to grow and develop. And so just like it's going to grow and develop for them, it's going to grow and develop for you once you put your focus and your intention toward trying to figure that out. And looking back now, I also realized that it wasn't necessarily about finding one correct answer as much as it was about just being open to following what felt right. And then letting that take shape and evolve and transform and change into whatever it was going to turn into. So what I first started off doing when I was looking for my purpose. And honestly, it was something that was kind of heavy for me because I was practicing law and I had gone to school for all these years to, to be able to do that. And it was a bit disconcerting to me that I was going to give all of that up and not really know, okay, what am I supposed to do? So I started doing some soul searching and I just took time and I asked myself questions, you know, like what really feels right for me? And honestly, the answers didn't come right away, but they did eventually come. And then it was just a matter of me listening and finding the courage to listen because it also meant that I needed to quit my job, which is another story for another day. But I just took a step in the direction of what felt right and remained open about it and allowed it to unfold and evolve and to turn into what it was supposed to. And I think honestly, it's probably something that's going to continue to evolve. And I'm going to understand more and more about what my purpose is as I, as I continue to go through life, or at least hopefully I will. And, and that's what I would tell you, even at age 54, I, you know, to me, age is a mindset, but again, that's another story for another day. But if you feel like you haven't found your purpose, it's just not something to panic about or to worry over or to think that it means that you're less spiritually advanced or whatever it is that, you know, your mind is playing tricks on you trying to convince you of. But you do want to put some time and attention there. And you want to ask yourself questions and you want to take however long that takes, whether it's three days, three months, six months to really do some soul searching and be willing 
to take steps in the direction of what feels right. And I think, or I would rather say, I know if, if you give yourself the space and the time to do that, then you will find your purpose. And so moving on to the next part of Anne's question, this was actually about being married, but not feeling valued by your family. And she was asking if one of the reasons why she may not be valued by her family is because she's always doing everything for them and not doing enough for herself. So, and let me start with the easy part of that question, or I guess the easier part. You should definitely be doing things for yourself. And you want to have what I call me time. (laughs) And you've got to schedule this for yourself, right? Because if you don't schedule it, what I have found is that you're going to compromise it. And you're going to be like, oh, I know I was supposed to go and take an hour walk, but I just don't have time today. But if you put it on your schedule, then you are just more inclined to actually follow your schedule and to do it. So in the beginning, if it's not something that you've ordinarily been doing, just schedule it for once a week and really make sure that you have this hour to just do yoga or reading or whatever it is, you know, that's giving yourself the you time that you deserve. And that's something you never want to compromise. And in terms of being married and not feeling valued by your family because you do so much for them, I'd say one of the best things that I've learned is how to give myself my own validation and credit. Because although your family should absolutely give you credit for everything that you're doing and taking care of. Honestly, you know, they're human too. And so sometimes they have a lot going on and they may not be appreciating you or letting you know how much they actually appreciate you because of whatever it is they're doing or working through. But that becomes not an issue for you because you can just really be honest with yourself and look at how you've been doing. You know, when it comes to your family, have you been helping them out and doing all these things and going above and beyond the call of duty? And it sounds like you have. And because of that, then that means you get to give yourself your own credit and you get to give yourself your own scorecard. And it's not about trying to look outside of yourself for that validation and that credit, but instead realizing, you know what, I've been doing a good job and no matter what anyone says or doesn't say, I'm going to give myself the credit. And I think you should also reward yourself. Take an extra me time, (laughs) go on a trip or go to the spa or anything else. But the key is to realize that the most important piece of validation that you want about how you are doing is from yourself, from your honest self. And now let's move on to the next part of your question, which is about managing relationships. 
and you say that people don't seem to like you or they get bored and so then you move on and the relationships end and you know that that may sound ridiculous or naive coming from a woman of your age but that's the case you know what i don't really think it sounds naive or ridiculous because i think it's something that um is a real good self-audit to really look at okay how am i doing in my relationships how am i managing them and if you feel that people are not interacting with you as well as could be or if you feel like people are getting bored again i think that's something that you want to to look at and be careful about how you're defining yourself because when you kind of buy into these limiting beliefs about who you are and what you bring and you know people think that I'm bored then those things have a way of becoming self-fulfilling prophecies right like so if you're forever thinking okay I'm going to go out to dinner with this friend and it's going to be boring and I'm not going to have anything to say and it's going to be awkward then that is more likely to occur so what I have always tried to do is really be thoughtful and observe how my mind is defining who I am. And to the extent that I notice issues, I change the definition. Because, and I bet you that you're not boring. <laughs> and so what you've got to do is kind of really think about your strengths and focus on, you know, how are you when you're a good friend and what do people love about your personality and those are the traits and the things that you want to really focus on when you're defining yourself and that will be in turn the experience that people have with you if that makes sense so that is what I would recommend about that and then lastly Anne, let's talk about this meditation thing okay so Anne says what she started doing at the beginning of the year was meditating and she took an eight week course and she's on week six. Oh, that's good. Anne, cause a lot of people fall off. So keep going, keep going. <laughs> but Anne is saying that she only feels good when she's doing it, when she's meditating. And after a while, it's as though she goes back to being her stressed out self, thinking about her past, trying to reconfigure her future and she tends to be a little too preoccupied with all of that again. And she feels as though she's supposed to be more connected and centered, but it's not happening. And what I would say uh, is that, first of all, I'm sorry, because it actually brings to mind this great meditation story that I heard Eckhart Tolle tell. And it was about this person who's sitting and meditating is like okay I need the room to be really really quiet and then he sits and he's meditating and his like younger daughter comes and knocks on the door is like daddy daddy and he's like oh I'm meditating I'm meditating like starts screaming like totally <laughs> ruins the meditation and loses the point of the meditation and it's funny to me because it's so easy to do right you know you can get in this state, no matter if it's meditating or yoga or Pilates or whatever you do, 
to find your your Zen space. It's easy to get there when you're doing the practice and it's easy to lose it when you then go through life. And one of the things that I have heard and I thought it was a really good piece of advice was um, what you're supposed to do is take a, a piece of that centeredness that you feel during your practice, whatever that is, yoga or meditation or relaxation or just even going on a walk. You're supposed to take a piece of that with you as you move through your day so that it can, in essence, counter any kind of negativity or if you get too caught up or you bring that peace with you and that feeling of centeredness to all of your interactions. And so someone had said that to me several years ago and it's something that I started practicing in the way that I have been able to kind of enhance that and make certain that I was always staying as centered as I could was by taking these things that I call time ins and that's just, you know, morning, noon, and evening, I'll take five minutes and just do something that relaxes me, whether that's reading or just, you know, sitting and enjoying a piece of music or anything that's just going to kind of help me find and reconnect to that place where I can feel my center. And then I just try to carry that throughout the whole day. And by hitting it, you know, three times for sure, because I'm taking these time ins throughout the course of the day, I've been able to kind of really connect to it anytime I've strayed too far. And another good recommendation that I've heard was to take mini meditations. And recently I've been doing those and that's just been amazing. So we, you know, a mini meditation can literally be like a second. Um, and it can just be a conscious breath. Like where you just realize that you may have gotten too caught up in a situation and you just sit there and you just take a, a deep breath and you breathe. Or you just, listen to the silence. And so it can be, you know, one second or 10 seconds. But the point is, is that you integrate a bunch of these mini meditations or mini time ins throughout the course of your day. And then you never stray too far. That's always my goal. Like I'm like, I never want to stray too far from my center, from my peace of mind, whether it was, you know, back in my days in corporate America when I was working and having those meetings and I was way too far from my center and I'd have to pull myself back or even now when, you know, I'm just writing and, you know, having a really good day, I, I always want to make certain that I am as close to my center as possible. So I kind of recharge that connection, if you will, as I move through my day. So sometimes if I'm having a, a nice feeling center day, I'll take three time ins and that'll be it. Other times, I may take three time ins and 55 mini meditations. So it just kind of depends on what's going on. And the point is, is that you're just very aware of how you're feeling and you use the tools that allow you to continually recharge and feel that connection to your center. So I hope that helped. And I hope you all enjoyed the show today. And, and hopefully the hot question was helpful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing week, an amazing day. Don't forget, adopt the philosophy, live today better than yesterday. And you can easily do that by keeping it top of mind. 
and then also holding yourself accountable at the end of the day. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you next week.